Welcome to Stonebridge Online. Just before we start the service, here are some announcements and things to know. During this time of worshiping online, it's important to continue contributing to the ongoing ministry of Stonebridge. Here are the ways in which you can give. You can give online through our website at stonebridgecme.com, click on online giving. You can give through your bank's bill pay option, or you can give by mail. If you'd like business reply offering envelopes sent to you, please contact the church office. Calling all young adults between the ages of 18 and 25. Starting Tuesday, November 10th, there will be virtual meetings for connecting and Bible study. If you or someone you know is interested, please check the weekly newsletter to fill out a form or to contact Olivia directly. With the Deacon Angel Tree, we have an opportunity to help members of our own Stonebridge family who may be in need this Christmas season. During the month of November, we will collect gift cards in any amount for grocery stores, Target, Walmart, restaurants, or food delivery services. Purchased gift cards can be dropped off at any worship service on campus, mailed, or dropped off to the church office. Please turn in gift cards by December 1st. The deacons thank you for participating in this service opportunity. Our board of deacons not only help the needy in our community through monthly donations to the Samaritan Center, Sarah's House, and Action, they also provide confidential support, encouragement, and assistance to members of our own church family. You're invited to support the caring work of our deacons by making a special offering on the first weekend of every month. We would love to know that you're participating in worship. Continue to share your news, prayers, and praises by emailing prayers at stonebridgecme.com. Or if you're following along in version, please take the time to fill out the e-connection card. You are an important part of Stonebridge's community of faith. Once again, welcome to worship. Hello and welcome to Stonebridge's online worship. I'm Associate Pastor Jonathan Lucia. Today is Wednesday, the day following our nation's election. And as of right now, there is yet to be determined a winner and our nation seems to be at peace. And so we continue to pray uh, for our election process and for peace in our nation. Now, let me pivot to this week's worship. In construction, a level like this one is used to determine a reference point from which everything else is built. In this week's online worship, Pastor Neil, in his final message to Stonebridge, will examine Jesus's level, Jesus's reference point for all of his teachings. And this reference point is meant to be the spiritual reference point for our lives. But that's coming later in Pastor Neil's message. For right now, welcome to worship. There's no space that his love can't reach. There's no place where we can't find peace. There's no end to amazing grace.
my resurrection song. This is my hallelujah call. This is why it's to you I run. This is my resurrection song. This is my
This week's reading comes from Mark chapter 12, verses 28 through 34. One of the teachers of the law came and heard them debating. Noticing that Jesus had given them a good answer, he asked him, Of all the commandments, which is the most important? The most important one, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There is no commandment greater than these. Well said, teacher, the man replied. You are right in saying that God is one, and there is no other but Him. To love Him with all your heart, with all your understanding, and with all your strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself is more important than all burnt offerings and sacrifices. When Jesus saw that He had answered wisely, He said to him, You are not far from the kingdom of God. This is the word of the Lord. Hello, Stonebridge. Hey, what if today was your last day in a community? What if you were a leader who wanted to leave the people you care about with a final word of encouragement that would summarize your work among them and set them on a positive path? What would you talk about? Some of what we might want to say could be practical. Be sure to keep the sprinkler system fixed or next summer your awesome lawn is going to die. Or maybe we'd want to encourage the community to focus on some short-term goals. Stay focused on reaching out to young families. But what if you had a longer time horizon in mind? What if you were anticipating that this community wasn't just going to remain local, but spread all over the world? What if people in your community would be heeding your advice 1,000 or 2,000 years from now. And those people would live in countries that don't yet exist, using technology that would seem like magic to the people you were talking to. Of course, that's the case with Jesus. In Mark chapter 12, Jesus was coming to the end of his time with his community of disciples. Raving fans and interested followers were wondering what was going to happen next. And later, after Jesus rose from the grave, he would give some specific instructions to those who would lead that community after he was gone. He would tell them, go into all the world and preach the good news and make disciples. And just before he left, Jesus gave very specific instructions. He said, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift of my Father, uh, in a few days, you'll be baptized with the Holy Spirit. That's specific. But in Mark 12, he was speaking to a larger crowd, and he was being asked, what was the most important thing? What is the greatest command? So Jesus did something that no one else had ever done. Jesus took two of the overarching ideas that his faith community held dear and he combined them in a way that no one had done before. This new greatest purpose, greatest thought, greatest instruction didn't give immediate directions like fix the sprinklers. And it wasn't so clear as go into all the world. And it wasn't so specific as wait in Jerusalem. 
Jesus's final word on what his purpose was for his community was intended to guide and inspire people on that day and us 2,000 years later. Jesus's instructions were not stepping stones or cookie cutters or narrow definitions to determine who's in and who's out. What Jesus left us all with was a plumb line, a level, which everyone who came after him could use to determine the right direction, the best decision they could make, and the appropriate action they could take in any situation. I've been uh, hanging different pictures and wall hangings on my back wall over the past few months, and each time I get out my level and I set it along the top and the side to be sure that the bubble lines up in the middle. I'm sure you know someone who can walk into a room and look at the pictures on the wall and immediately see if they're level or if they're just a little or maybe a lot off. The overarching guidance that Jesus gives is like that level. We're called to align ourselves with his guidance. We are to uphold his instructions, uh, or I'm sorry, to hold up his instructions to our actions, our intentions, our opinions, our doctrines, our beliefs, and see if the bubble lines up. And others can tell when we are level with Jesus' instructions and when we're a bit off. We need to understand that no matter how much we insist that what we do and say are level and in accordance with the word of God and the words of Jesus, no matter what proof we have or how angry we get or what scripture we quote to prove that what we do or say is level, others can tell. Maybe not right when they walk in the room, but very quickly, people can tell if we're lined up with Jesus' instruction. So let's go back and read what that instruction is. The most important command, answered Jesus, is this. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. The second is this. Love your neighbor as yourself. There's no greater command than these. So, what if today was your last day in a community? What would you talk about? My first day here at Stonebridge was in January 2019. We had a journey we were about to take together. And there have been some ups and some downs, and we've accomplished a lot over the last 22 months. I just wrote a letter to all of you that details your accomplishments over a little more than a year and a half, and you should all have access to it by now, and I hope you'll take time to read it, because it should be pretty encouraging about everything that you've been doing. And now I'm all packed up. The last thing I need to put in my car is my chair after the outdoor service on Sunday morning. I leave nothing physical behind. But I hope that I've left with you an example and some guidance for accomplishing these two most important instructions. My intention was to bring them with me, to encourage you to live them out, and to leave you with these two directions. Love God, love others. So about these two instructions, I have two final points to make. Number one, gauge everything by these two instructions. 
How will Stonebridge begin reintroducing live indoor worship? How will you reach young adults? How will students be encouraged? How will you spend money? And hundreds of different decisions. Gauge all of them by these two decisions. But that's not everything. How will you treat the people you live with? The people you work with? The foreigner? The Democrat? The Republican? Gauge everything by these two instructions. You know, churches and Christians use many criteria when creating the levels by which they measure themselves and others. But seldom do they use these two instructions. But these are the two that Jesus gave us. Jesus Christ, the Son of God, Lord, Messiah, who gave his life as a ransom for many, who while we were enemies of God, Christ died for us. Jesus, who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped and held onto, but instead emptied himself and in humility took on human form. That Jesus, the one we name ourselves after, whose sacrifice we remember in our communion, that Jesus could have chosen any number of commands to leave us as instructions. You know, there are 613 commands in the Jewish faith, and all faithful believers are supposed to follow them. Jesus could have named any of those, but he chose these two and said combined, they are the most important thing. So friends, I am not crawling out on a limb here when I encourage you, implore you, even challenge you, engage everything by these two instructions. These instructions are our plumb line, the level by which we judge ourselves and others. Many other churches and many Christians and church leaders have other plumb lines today. My challenge to Stonebridge is to keep this church level with Jesus' instructions. Make and keep this a church that loves God and that loves others, that loves the Lord your God with all your hearts and soul and strength and loves your neighbors as yourselves. And my second and final point ever is this. Love more today than you did yesterday. Love more today than you did yesterday. Now, I'm not talking about Stonebridge. I'm not talking about all of us. I'm talking about you. And if you've got somebody sitting next to you right now, I'm not talking about them. I'm talking to you. I want you to love more today than you did yesterday. This one thing can change your life, and without it, maybe nothing will change. I've been a pastor since 1997. That's 23 years. I've taught a lot of classes. I've preached a lot of sermons. I think the smallest group I've ever taught was five people. And one of them got up and walked out before the lesson was over. The largest group I ever taught was 20,000 in an online webinar in 2017. My point is this. 
an awful lot of people in multiple churches who listen to a lot of my lessons and sermons and those of teachers and preachers far better than me, a lot of people didn't seem to change much. People were about as loving or unloving the day I left as the day I arrived. People in multiple churches were about as caring or uncaring, kind or hurtful the day I started as on the day I finished. Whether I was at that church for 16 months or 10 years, it's hard for people to change. And all the teaching and preaching in the world doesn't seem to make much difference. I came to believe that so much five or six years ago that I stopped trying to teach and I started trying to coach. You know, a person who coaches runners to run a 400-meter hurdle race doesn't bother explaining why hurdles are the height they are or why people, horses, and cars race counterclockwise instead of clockwise. They don't go back in time to explain that hurdle races began at Eton College in England about 1837 or that there are two types of hurdles, wattle hurdles that are made with woven rods of uh, hazel or willow wood and gate hurdles made from split wood of various types. Oh my gosh, just stop. That coach just says, hey, sprint to the corner and back. Basically, run faster today than you did yesterday. And let's just be honest about ourselves. How many of us know Christians who can name the three kinds of love found in the, the Bible in Greek? Eros, phileo, and of course, agape. And those same people can be really mean to waiters and spouses and strangers, can hold a grudge, be that person everyone has to put up with at church? <sighs> After 23 years, I'd rather be a coach and help you love more today than you did yesterday. It doesn't matter who we are or how much Bible we know or don't know. Each of us, you, can love more today than you did yesterday. And like a member of the running team who knows everything there is about the different kinds of hurdles, but hasn't jumped over one in years, if we aren't interested in loving more today than we did yesterday, then don't bother telling anyone what you know about the Bible, because in this day and age, no one cares. Now, one last time, just for old time's sake, I'm going to give you a next step. This is a fun step. It's an easy step from Coach Neil to help you love more today than you did yesterday. I call it Find a Reason. There are two parts to this. The first part's fun, and the second part will take you to such new levels of love and loving that you may decide to do it every day. First, find a reason to text or email someone. Any reason will do. It's a lovely morning, or you were watching a movie that made you think of them, or maybe something in our culture you know, there's all kinds of national days of this or that. For example, July 30th was National Friendship Day. When I discovered that, I had found a reason to text a friend of mine. I didn't text them in July. I texted them in October. I texted this friend and I wrote, Hey, I just saw I missed National Friendship Day on July 30th. What a perfect chance to say I appreciate your friendship. Anyway, I am grateful for you. You know what? My friend appreciated getting that, even in October. First, find a reason. Now, second, 
and this is going to take you to a whole new level, copy that text or that email. Uh, and now scroll through your recent texts or recent emails and find another person that you can send that same message to. Paste it and send it. In 11 minutes, I had connected with 25 friends, some of whom I hadn't talked to in a long time. Ah, but now the coach inside me wants to push you just a little bit more and help you see how a little exercise like this can really help you love more today than yesterday and have us implementing Jesus' two instructions. So I want you to think of someone you know who's suffering right now. Maybe they have a loved one who's hurting, or they've just lost a job, or they're anxious about life right now. We all know someone like that, right? You've found a reason to connect with them. I want you to just take a moment right now and say a brief prayer for them. Lord, we lift up our friends to you who are anxious about what's going on in the world, who are hurting over a loved one or a friend, who've lost a job. We pray that your grace would abound in their lives, that the hurt would be taken care of, and that your Holy Spirit would be with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, write them a text, or email them, or write a personal note, and say, I know you've been going through some challenges recently. I've, I'm taking a minute to pray for you right now, and I want you to know you're not alone. Then, send it. All right, that's the first part. Find a reason. Now, the second part. Is there anyone else you know who's suffering right now? Of course. Take a moment to pray for each one of them. And then copy your text or email and send it to the second person, and the third, and the fourth, and the fifth. In five or ten minutes, you can demonstrate care and love so much more today than you did yesterday. And wow! you will feel so much different that you'll want to do it over and over again. Well, that's about it, friends. Begin and end with love. What else is there to say? Amen. So I had the honor and pleasure of being on the interim uh, nominating committee um, and, and the the resume list was rather short that we were given by Presbytery. I read your resume, the team read your resume and we were like, oh, this guy's great. And we interviewed a bunch of people and, and we were all just like, oh my God, Jeff can't leave. Like, this is not going to go well. <laughs> and we interviewed you and we looked at your resume and we were like, oh my gosh, this is the guy. Like, he is built for this church. And then you told us no. <laughs> and I was like, this is, this is a joke, this is not okay. So we talked as a team and we were, we were ready to come back to the congregation and go, um, we're gonna need some more time because this is, there's nothing, there's nothing that's gonna get us through this time. And it was through the grapevine, we had heard that the, the church that you were a little bit further in the negotiation with had fallen through. And I was like, oh my gosh, we have to call him. Cynthia, you, have, you call him. <laughs> and so and so Cynthia called and she goes, yeah, he'll, 
I guess he'll, he's open to having the conversation. And I knew we when we when we saw and, and knew that they had turned you down, we were like, oh, this is a blessing. Their loss is our gain because this is going to be fantastic. And, you know, you have over delivered in so many different ways. But the reality is, I think you made everything much easier for us. You put things into ways, into terms that we really we were comforted by. The transition from a 30 year past, that's not easy. And I think you made the transition very smooth. I am so thankful that we had your leadership in this time of transition. I want to thank you, Neil. Um, I've really enjoyed working with you. Um, just, it's it's fun to think for me that I, I, if some of you didn't know this, Neil, again, just to remind everybody, started as an, he was an intern at Stonebridge. Uh, and I think you were the first intern that this church ever had. That made me the second intern that this church ever had. And I remember uh, literally kind of crossing paths with Neil in the church office, like once or twice, um, in, as he was stepping away and I was stepping in. And we were both at Fuller Seminary together, so I saw you on campus and stuff. So it was kind of a, a reunion when you when you came to session and were brought on. Um, and I was so, and it's been fun to really actually further what was just a, um, an acquaintance back then to, to actually have years of, of ministry between the two of us and then and then do ministry together, which which uh, was really um, gratifying. Thanks for transitioning a, a staff <laughs> that had been working with the same pastor for 30 years. Neil, we hate to say goodbye. It's been such a joy and a blessing having you here with us. God has been so amazing and loving to this church family. He sent you to be with us twice. First, back in the early 90s when you came as a young intern and you encouraged us to form small groups. That alone was life-changing for some of us. Then again, almost three years ago, he sent you to be with us again as we navigated this time of transition, decision, change, and instability. You have led us with your strong faith and teaching and you have encouraged us. What a gift God has blessed us with by sending you to us. You will be leaving us with beautiful memories of being loved and guided by a faithful shepherd who God chose just for us for such a time as this. It's just been great. Uh, I love the openness that you have, uh, the ability to take in um, lots of different inputs <laughs> and be able to just uh, charter the crazy waters that we've had Oh, oh yeah, and by the way, there was a pandemic. From the bottom of my heart, thank you so much for your leadership, for all that you've done for each of us, for what you've done for our church. Hey, Pastor Neil, we just wanted to say thank you so much for the almost two years that we've had um, with you and um, just the healing and the love and um, the guidance that you gave. Um, our family and our church during um, during this transitional time. And we just want to thank you again for all the uh, all the love and the prayers and, and the leadership that you gave us. Uh, sometimes you need to get through it to go forward. And um, I think it resonates with what we're going through as a congregation, as a country, as a community. And um, I think a, a lot of what you've done is approach with dignity. Uh, a lot of very difficult situations. Thank you for that. Hey, Pastor Neil, it's Gene and Jackie here, and we just wanted to 
be able to have a chance to say um, how grateful we are that you were able to be here at Stonebridge as our as our leader after Pastor Jeff left. Uh, again, we just love your insights. We love your um, sense of humor, and obviously, we love your kindness. Neil, I just again echo what everyone else has said. Um, but yeah, someone being on staff and having you come in, um, such a blessing. It was so comforting to know that I could always come to you and say, hey, I need this, or can you do this? And you're like, yeah, no problem. I'll have that video to you in a half hour. And for you to just have that flexibility and um, willingness to just do whatever made my job so much easier. And, um, and I recognize that that is uh, sometimes a rare quality. I just appreciate you so much for being the great boss that you were and the transition that you led us all through. And um, I'm gonna miss you so much. Hi, Pastor Neil. Boy, what a blessing you've been to Stonebridge. Thank you so much for guiding us through this transition period that was made more complicated by the pandemic. We've sure been fortunate to have you with us during this time and are really going to miss you. So thank you. And I also appreciate all the gentle nudging you have given us to become more kind, more conscientious in how we interact with each other and with the world as a whole. Um, so it's very bittersweet to say goodbye. Just God bless and thank you. I would only add you're, you're so gifted as a leader. I think that one of the things that I was most impressed by over these months is your consistent leadership and um, high integrity and the way you prepare the messages and the way you challenge people through those messages um, will have a long-standing effect on our community of faith. And blessed is what we are to have had Pastor Neil.
And that's it. It's been my honor and pleasure to serve as the interim pastor at Stonebridge. Being able to serve in this way is an incredible blessing. And now it's time for all of us to move on. In this day and age, uh, we're never too far apart. Google me. It's easy to find me and stay connected online. But now I leave you in the capable leadership of Pastor Jonathan and this amazing staff and wonderful elders. And in just a few weeks, Pastor John is going to be here. I know that you will offer him the grace and kindness that you have offered me. And so I offer to you grace and peace in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or even imagine. And now be honor and glory to him in the church, at Stonebridge, and in our lives, now and forevermore. Amen.